Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the great opportunity we've had to come together as a family and focus on you as our Father and give you the praise that you deserve. Well, at least we're approaching it, we're attempting it, but we can't give you all you deserve. But Lord, we give all our hearts, we tell you we love you today. We praise you. And we ask for the anointing of your Spirit. Lord, on each one of us, would you anoint me to speak your word today with clarity and with power? In Jesus' name, amen. So there was this guy. His name was Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. He climbed up into a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. But as the Savior passed his way, he looked up into the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today. I'm going to your house today. Now, many of you learned that uh, little tune in Sunday school uh, growing up. But my question is, have you ever wondered what drove Zacchaeus up that tree? Have you ever wondered what happened to cause this wealthy, well-dressed man to climb up a tree out onto a limb? I'm talking about what happened in Luke 19. Let me read that account I'm referring to. Luke 19, Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10 begins this way, and he entered, talking about he being Jesus, entered and was passing through Jericho. And behold, there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax gatherer, and he was rich. And he was trying to see who Jesus was, and he was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. And when they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I'll give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You have to admit that it's out of the ordinary to see a well-dressed, well-educated, high-profile, wealthy man in broad daylight climb up a tree and out onto a limb. So my question, and I had this question for many years, was what made him just throw embarrassment and shame and ridicule to the wind and to do something as uncharacteristic 
as climbing a tree for all to see. Well, many years ago, a pastor by the name of E.K. Bailey was, got me thinking about what it was that got Zacchaeus up that tree on that day. Again, I want to remind you of these, the scriptures, Luke 19, 3 and 4, and he was trying to see who Jesus was. And he was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. And he ran out ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. So he wanted to see <clears throat> who Jesus was. He wanted to see him. Apparently, he had already heard about Jesus. In fact, it's likely that he had heard several different people's stories about Jesus. Undoubtedly, he had heard people testify as to what Jesus had done for them. So after hearing all this, he wanted to see him for himself. In fact, he wanted to meet him. So I want this morning, I want to invite you on a journey with me back to the first century to what Zacchaeus likely heard to make him so eager to see Jesus and to meet Jesus. Now, in order for us to go on this journey back into the past, we have to travel back to this first century, but we have to also pack, travel back to the backside of the Roman Empire, to the fly-infested land of Palestine, to a little town by the name of Jericho, for this is the hometown of a very despised man by the name of Zacchaeus. So as we arrive in Jericho, we see Zacchaeus, and he's coming down the road. I want you to picture this, coming down the road, road with a clipboard. On the clipboard is a list of names, because Zacchaeus is doing what he always did. He is about collecting taxes. This is what he did for a living. He was a tax collector. In fact, the passage we just read said he was a chief tax collector. That means that other tax collectors reported back to him. And it says that he was a rich man. He got rich off the taxes that he was collecting. I mean, he knew how to collect enough taxes to satisfy Rome, but he also knew how to skim enough more off the top for himself. And now one of the reasons that Zacchaeus was so good at what he did in collecting taxes and collecting so much money is because Zacchaeus would not take no for an answer. If you owe taxes, you better pay up. You better pay Zacchaeus because he was not known for his mercy. Well, let's just follow Zacchaeus along as he walks down this road with his clipboard on a mission, a very determined mission. And he looks on a clipboard and he is noticing the names that have unpaid stamped by them. So he goes to the first unpaid stop. He noticed as he approaches this first house where they hadn't paid their taxes, that it was just, it was unkept. It was a shanty. It was need of paint and repairs, but none of that mattered to Zacchaeus. 
The only thing that mattered to him was that <clears throat> the word unpaid stamped by that name. So he knocked on the door. The door swung open. And out from this door comes this frail blind man who says, who's there? The answer came, Zacchaeus. I'm here to collect the taxes you owe the Roman government. Well, in a trembling voice, the blind beggar began to explain his inability to pay his taxes. He said, I have no family. I don't receive any pension, and there is no society to help the blind here. I'm not able, Mr. Zacchaeus. If you could give me 30 days, I don't know how, but I will get the money. Well, Zacchaeus, he's unmoved by this man's predicament. Remember, he's not known for his mercy. So he thought, but if I could get the money later, it's better than not getting it at all. So in his, unusual, in his usual style, he, he looked at the man. He says, okay, I'll give you 30 days. But blind man, when I get back, if you don't have the money, you'll not only be blind, you'll be homeless. And Zacchaeus leaves. And he makes his way to the second house that he notices on his clipboard with it. The stamp unpaid on that name. And he knocks on that door. A woman opens the door. And Zacchaeus saw that there was a problem. I mean, this woman, she looked as if she was yellowish. Like she didn't have any blood circulating in her system or not enough. And her hair was matted. And her face was wet with tears. Her speech is slurred. And she said, I know who you are, and I know why you've come. But Zacchaeus, I don't have any way of paying my taxes. You see, for 12 years, I've had a blood disorder. In that time, my insurance was canceled. My husband divorced me, and my inheritance was spent. Could you give me 30 days? Well, Zacchaeus didn't like what he's hearing. But he didn't like what he was smelling either in that place. So he turned his head away and took a deep breath. <sighs> You've got 30 days. When I get back, I want my taxes. And he whirled around as quickly as he could, and he walked away, thinking maybe I'll have better luck next time. He checks his list again to the third house unpaid. He goes to that house. He knocks on the door. And... What he noticed was is that there's no one answering the door, and then he noticed there's a woman standing actually in the front of the yard looking off, listless. She was staring at something, and she didn't even notice that Zacchaeus had shown up at her house. Suddenly, a blood-curdling scream comes from behind them. Zacchaeus whirled around to see about the scream. And on the hillside, running nude between stones in a graveyard, is a man cutting himself. A man that looks something like a cross between a man and a wild animal. Suddenly the woman snapped out of it enough to notice Zacchaeus, and she said, that used to be my husband. He was a good man. I'm praying that one day he'll come back home. I ought to move on with my life. Everybody tells me 
but I love him. He's the father of my children. I don't know if it'll ever happen. Zacchaeus, I don't believe any man can tame him. Nobody can bind him. He calls himself now these days legion because he's possessed by many demons. Well, Zacchaeus, I mean, he wanted no part of this. I mean, he began to backpedal before the woman could even say any more. He said, I'll be back in 30 days. And he went on down the road, heart still pounding. But in his clipboard, he notices the fourth name, stamped unpaid. And he's thinking, maybe I'll get what I came for this time. When he arrives to the fourth house, he notices a spray of flowers on the door as if someone has died. But he knocks anyhow. A grieving woman dressed all in black answers the door. She said, I know who you are, and I know why you've come. Zacchaeus, my son, died yesterday. And I'm on my way right now to the funeral, and I, I had to use the money for taxes for the funeral, Zacchaeus. Could you give me, could you give me 30 days? I heard you, you know, I heard that maybe you've given others some time. Would you give me some time? Well, Zacchaeus said, look, okay, I have already given some of your neighbors 30 days, but I'll be back in 30 days, and you better have the money or you'll be without a house and a son. Zacchaeus goes away. Well, 30 days passes rather quickly. Zacchaeus left his house early that morning after 30 days, again with his clipboard in hand. And he looked at the clipboard and he noticed this is the day to go back to those four houses. Those four houses that represent the worst or at least the most non-productive day in his career as a tax collector. And so he's thinking, okay, but this time with resolve, no sob story will dissuade me this time. They'll either pay their taxes or they'll surrender their property or they're going to jail. So he arrives back at that first house. But he noticed as he walks up to it, there's a change. The grass has been manicured. The house looks like it's undergone some type of renovation. He knocks at the door. A man comes to the door with these piercing eyes and a voice of authority and confidence. Zacchaeus said, I'm sorry, sir. I'm looking for the man of the house. The man said, I am the man of the house. Zacchaeus said, no, no, I was here 30 days ago, and the man I spoke to was blind. He said, I'm that man. I was blind, Mr. Zacchaeus. Let me tell you my story. One day a man told me that Jesus was coming to town, so I ran uptown. I knew it might be my only chance to meet him. When Jesus was passing by, I heard all the commotion. I thought, this is my chance. And I said, what's happening? And they said, this is Jesus. He's coming close by. And so I began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they pushed me down and pushed me away. And I said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they pushed me back. I thought, this is my only chance. Jesus, son of David. And he came over to me. And he laid his hands on me. 
Well, let me put it this way, Zacchaeus. Do you have time to hear my story? This is my story. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm fine, found. I was blind, but now I see. Was Zacchaeus. He walked away. He thought, a man who was blind, but now sees? What an amazing story. I hope I can meet Jesus one day. Maybe he can do something about my condition. But he makes his way down the road. He comes to the second house, knocks on the door. This beautiful woman appears at the door. She answers with a great big smile, full of joy. And her hairstyle is beautiful. Her nails are all freshly manicured. And she says, Mr. Zacchaeus, so good to see you today. Zacchaeus said, I'm looking for the woman of the house. She said, I am the woman of the house, Mr. Zacchaeus. And uh, he said, wait a minute. Uh, do you know your neighbor? She said, oh, yeah, he was blind, but he's not blind anymore. Zacchaeus said, yeah, and he paid his taxes. She said, yeah, did he tell you how he got the money? He sold his seeing eye dog. <laughs> the woman said, Zacchaeus, when I told you come back in 30 days, that was nothing but a ploy. See, I was confident in 30 days I'd be dead. And I thought, you know, in fact, I prayed to die. I thought only death would deliver me from this unbearable existence. But a friend told me about Jesus. They told me Jesus was coming to town. So I elbowed my way through a suffocating crowd. And I couldn't get to him. Finally, I pushed my way through. And all I could do was touch the hem of his garment. But when I touched him, he touched me. Zacchaeus. And not only did he heal my body, he made me whole. She said, Zacchaeus, I know it's hard to believe, but I need to tell you about it. Let me tell you my story. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know he touched me and made me. Zacchaeus, I haven't had to pay those doctors anymore, so here's your tax money. Well, Zacchaeus, he whirled around to head to the third house and thought, what is happening here? What an amazing day. What an amazing story, again, of what Jesus did for someone. He thought, I wonder if I could ever meet him. I'd like to meet him. There's some things that I'd like him to help me with. I have a lot of pain in my life. Hmm, maybe I could meet Jesus one day. But he went on down the road to the third house. In the third house, he was looking for this woman, again, who was standing out front last time, but she wasn't standing out front this time. So he goes to the door, and he knocks on the door, and the woman answers the door. And as soon as she answers the door, 
out from behind her comes this young, handsome man looking over her shoulder. And the woman spoke up and said, Mr. Zacchaeus, I want you to meet my husband. You haven't met this man because when you were here 30 days ago, his home was the graveyard. But look at him now. Doesn't he look good? He's clothed and he's in his right mind. Mrs. Keith, I owe you an apology because 30 days ago, I told you no man could tame him. But that's before Jesus came into town. And when Jesus came in, the demons came out. And now my husband's a new man. Mr. Zacchaeus, if you want to be a new man, then you need to meet Jesus. He'll give you a new relationship with your family. He'll give you a new relationship with yourself. He'll give you a new relationship with God. Zacchaeus, you've got to meet Jesus. In fact, I just want to tell you a little bit more of my story if you've got time. Here's my story. She points at her husband. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed his body. He touched his mind. He saved him just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. Each day is just the same. Come on and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Well, Zacchaeus, he just stood back and was taking it all in. And utter amazement, all these stories, all these stories were making him really want to meet Jesus. But he had work to do still. He had one more name of unpaid stamp, but he had to go to that fourth house. And so he squared his shoulders and he headed down that dusty road to house number four, thinking, I wonder what story I will hear this time. When he knocked on the door... The cutest little 12-year-old boy opened the door. Zacchaeus said, I'm sorry, I must be at the wrong house. See, the house I'm looking for has no little boy. In fact, 30 days ago, the woman of this house was on her way to bury her son. The boy said, are you Mr. Zacchaeus? Mama's been looking for you all morning. She said you'd be here. She said you never are late collecting taxes. Zacchaeus said, wait a minute. The house I'm looking for, the little boy, is dead. The boy said, oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, I'm that boy. See, I did die. You see, I got real sick, and Mama was praying for me, and she stayed by my bedside crying and praying, but I died. My mother saved some money, and she was going to pay you the taxes, but she had to pay on the taxes on my funeral. But the funeral procession as it was on its way, ran into another procession, Mr. Zacchaeus, and Jesus, Jesus was leading that procession. And Jesus saw my mama, my mama crying, and he came over, and he laid his hands on me, and I came back to life. And when I sat up in that, in, in that coffin, it's so scared the undertaker, he gave my mama the money back. So, Mr. Zacchaeus, here's your money for the taxes. He said, and if you got just a little more time, I'd like to tell you more about it. There's a song my mama taught me since that happened. And the little boy looked up at heaven and said, 
Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness. Was Zacchaeus, he closed his book of names. He thought, I've never had a day like this where I've heard story after story of what Jesus has done in people's lives. And Zacchaeus was walking down the road and he couldn't get Jesus off his mind, thinking, I would love to meet him one day. Maybe he could help me with all the pain in my life. Well, on his way home, a friend stopped Zacchaeus and said, Hey, Zach, have you heard the news? Zacchaeus answered, I can't handle any more news. His friend said, No, have you heard the news? Jesus is in town. He said, Yeah, I've heard plenty about Jesus being in town. He said, No, he's in town now. And he's about to leave. You better hurry if you want to see him. So Zacchaeus began to run down the road as fast as he could. And as he ran down the road, he saw the crowd all gathered around Jesus. And he couldn't get through the crowd. And he couldn't see over the crowd. And so he ran around the crowd to get ahead of it. And he climbed. That's when he saw. That's when he saw that tree. And he climbed up on that tree. And he squirmed out on that limb. And that is when Jesus came along. And as Jesus came along, he was thinking, maybe he can do something about my issue, the emptiness in my soul. When Jesus finally arrived there, Jesus said, Zacchaeus, (laughs) come down, for I'm going to your house today. Zacchaeus slid down that tree, and Jesus went home with him on that day. And when Jesus goes home with you, you'll never be the same. By the way, some of you maybe came here today without Jesus. But Jesus wants to go home with you today. And if he goes home with you, you'll never be the same. Now, none of this would have happened to Zacchaeus had he not first heard all the stories. Had he not first heard the testimonies. See, The passage is clear. He wanted to see Jesus. He had already heard all about him. That's why he wanted to see him. He had heard the stories. He had heard the testimonies. And now he wants to meet him. So I just want to remind you that you've got a story to tell. Tell your story. Tell your story. We've been doing this series called Be a Blessing, How to Be a Blessing. It's not just a series that we're going to try to apply for six weeks and forget about. The idea of this series was to begin to think about how we approach people the rest of our lives and be a blessing. That's why we took this, the word bless and just kind of a simple acrostic to remember how to do that. B stands for begin with prayer. I want to bless somebody. I want to pray for them. L stands for listen. I want to bless them. I'm not, I don't need to start by just talking at them. I need to start by listening to them, learning about them. E stands for eat with them. When you're eating with somebody, stories are told. 
S, first S stands for serve them. That's how you communicate love, by serving. And the final S is story. You've got a story to tell. See, I'm convinced that the story of Zacchaeus would not be in our Bibles had there not been people willing to tell their story that first century. And so now here we are, and we need to tell our story. And if we do, then we will be a blessing. And there'll be many more, like, just like Zacchaeus, that can't get Jesus off their mind because of the stories they've heard, and they'll want to meet him too. And then they can go, then Jesus can go home with them and change their lives. Let's stand for prayer. Father, we thank you for preserving this great story. Sometimes we lose the umph of the story when we have just a little childhood song about it. We lose the umph of what was all happening. But Lord, we, we know that he had to have heard to want to see. So we pray, Lord, that we'd be a blessing to our neighbors, our friends, our classmates, our co-workers, those we recreate with, and that we wouldn't be confused how to do it. We'd just remember this simple word, bless. And we'd follow those simple lessons, and you'd use us to bless others. Lord, we pray for ourselves that we'd tell our story, we'd tell it with love, we'd tell it with patience and humility, and we'd tell it with boldness as well, because we have stories to tell because of what you've done for us. We pray there'd be many more, Lord, like Zacchaeus, who'd be hit when we just want to meet you because they've heard the stories. So use us this week, we pray, to that end in Jesus' name. And before you're dismissed, my wife, Trace, and I'd love to meet you here in this welcome corner if you're new. If you have questions for our staff, there's a connection corner there. If you need prayer, we'll have some leaders up here to pray for you. God bless you. Have a great week and tell your story. You're dismissed.